to the Compound Podcast. This is episode 57. Dakota, seven? Yes, I'm going to go with 57. Episode 57. We are past opening weekend. The Cubbies are two and one. The Go Tigers are two and one. Uh, pretty good start for everybody involved. We need some, we need, also this is brought to you by Parse Rum. Don't know if I said that. I had some Parse chants in the outfield today at Wrigley. Thank you for everybody who uh, was screaming when I say Parse, you say rum. Before or after you hit one 7,000 feet? Uh, they started um, after the homer. A little bit of a pimp job out of you there too, huh? IH8? You felt that one. You knew that one was good off the bat. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I did know that was good off the bat. And it was, it was, I'd like to think that it was subtle, but it felt nice. But your left, your lefty ones are always good. I don't want to say it was like a Griffey, but it was like, you didn't do like the bat drop that much in your backswing, but it was kind of like your bat, you know, like your arm was back here and you like walked it a couple steps while watching it kind of Griffey-esque. Dakota, I did a post-game interview with Marquis on the field, and I gave a shout-out to the research team uh, because they said, uh, it was like, how does it feel to get the first home run out of the way, something like that. And I was like, well, you might have to get the research team on this, but I'm pretty sure my first hit of the season has been a home run in four out of my five seasons as a Cubby. That's disgusting. So I'm good to continue that. That's an incredible stat, and it's also an incredible that you even knew that. No, he didn't know it. The, the research team did. The research team. The well, research yeah, team. the research team worked on it, and, you know, they're, they just grind. That, that, that bunch, they just worked their ass off, and I love them. Ian, I hope you ran into the locker room after the game before your on-field press conference or your question answering and put a shirt on or the compound hat. I should have. I did not. I did it in full uni. Uh, I did wear an obvious shirt in my post-game conference. This is off topic, but Jake Arrieta gave a huge shout out to Joe at Obvious Shirts. That was so sick on Twitter. Yeah, really cool. Uh, people in the stands, uh, they advocate healthcare uh, shirts that they did, Obvious Shirts all over Wrigley. Really cool to see. But we should give a shout out to Joe too. He's been nothing but great to us and has hooked us up with multiple shirts. Like he, he'll when. If we need anything, he'll send them out the next day. Just he gave Zach. He gave you and me the Jeter shirt. Yeah, it's incredible. It was sick. Quick question, Zach. Why didn't you have all the Tigers wearing uh, obvious shirts in camp? Huh? Everyone here, everyone here in Arizona is wearing them. I was sent down the first cuts. I didn't really have time to make my name, my presence known. Oof. You could have walked in day one with Go Tigers shirts. Awkward. Go Tigers obvious shirts. No, that's a that's that's an incentive. If and when I get if and when I get called up, you know, I'll work my way into Miggy's ear, have him on. He wears a shirt. Now we go. Ian. I was speaking with Mike McNulty today, trainer with the Chicago Cubs. One of my Those favorite of people. Know. One of the best people. And he said to me that when you got everyone obvious shirts for camp, how everyone had like trainer, coach, hitting coach, strength coach, he said Every single person in big league camp, one of the days, had those shirts on. But the three minor league trainers, him, James, and Toby, were never given a shirt. And they said they just felt like the biggest assholes walking around without a shirt because PJ never gave them to them. Were they ever – well, listen. I tried really hard to have a complete manifest of everybody that was participating in – camp both sides everybody was helping i tried really hard to have a complete list 
maybe not all of the names were on there. Maybe not all of the shirts got shipped out. Maybe there was some miscommunication on the numbers, but I felt terrible. And the other one that I really fucked up was bullpen catcher Chad Noble, who is the best. And you messed it up? Somehow he didn't get a shirt. Ooh. I'm sure he did not let you know. I was going to say he definitely didn't mess with you about that. The entire coaching staff, top to bottom, had shirts and Noble didn't have one, but I have a couple special ones coming for him. Uh, but that was, yeah, that was not great on my part. <laughs> That's a tough one. And the best part, the only good thing is it's Noble, who you know is just going to fuck with you nonstop about that until you get him a shirt. I did have some shirts made for him, custom just for him last year, though. So that helped a little bit, but uh, not, my, not my best moment. Um, can I tell a quick McNulty story uh, before we move on? Uh, short season, 2015, after I got drafted. He told me this story. He literally brought it up the other day. I'd never heard it before. This is incredible. So short season, 2015, Eugene, Oregon. It's a short season of, of the Chicago Cubs. And I guess no longer. Now it's something else. So uh, we're in Vancouver on a road trip, five-game road trip. Day one, play a game, go to a casino. I'm uh, 20 years old at the time. Uh, Canada, everybody loves going to the casino in Vancouver. It's a cool trip. Go to the casino. I'm not really that much of a gambler. Don't really gamble. Uh, have some really hungry though. Have some food there. You had like shrimp, right? I had sushi. Casino sushi. It's the best. <laughs> probably not the best. Yeah, probably not the best move. Um, and then, but we're in Vancouver, you know, close to the water. And then, so I, you know, have a, uh, we go that night, had uh, a good night, but nothing crazy. And then, you know, great, felt great the next day, ballpark, game. This is two out of five days. Then a pretty hot day, and I'm, you know, getting back to the field or to the hotel, not feeling too great. That night, like, puke. Oof. Both ends. Really bad. Going to – and then so, like, call McNulty. I'm like, McNulty, this is bad. Like, this is not great. He doesn't, he doesn't answer me. Like, I'm trying. I'm calling. I'm calling. I'm calling. Doesn't answer me. He was at the casino. Doesn't answer me, doesn't answer me, doesn't answer me. Finally, like, I go and knock on his door because we had the, the hotel list. I go and knock on his door. He answers, like, what's up? Like, I've called you 25 times. I walked into his room, immediately to his bathroom, puked in his bathroom. And then he had to take me to the hospital. You go to the Canadian hospital, and because you're a U.S. citizen, it's just like, it's a free-for-all. You have to pay a charge up front that's, like, astronomical to even get in the hospital. And at that point, it was like, pay whatever it is, Mike. I'll, here's my card. Like, I'm going to die. Pay for it, please. <laughs> Save my life. So get, finally get admitted to the hospital. I took down like two or three bags of IV and didn't play the next two days. And we're on the, the bus. Gary Van Tol is the manager. And we're on the bus. Uh, the only thing I, I had eaten in, in two days was uh, – chipotle rice burrito just rice wrapped in a tortilla that's the only thing i could keep down and gary comes on the bus and says well hap if you can uh make it on this bus long enough not to shit your pants you're going up to south bend tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> okay fantastic so I, in single a i had well i had mike and then in low a i had i think i had jonathan and low a 
and then high A, I had Toby, and then Jonathan again in double A, and then I had uh, Mike in triple A. Did, true or false, though, on that throw-up story, Mike told me you puked on him. No, I didn't actually puke on him. I, uh, I puked in his toilet, and then I would always make the threat. I always make the threat to the trainers or to massage therapists or anybody, like when they're working on me, like they're digging on my arm or they're digging on my wherever, I'm like, I'm going to puke. <laughs> like this hurts so bad like i'm gonna puke and then from then on out with mike it was like very real it was like anytime in spring training he would work on me it was like i'm gonna puke he'd be like you already did that <laughs> i can't imagine mike's reaction you knocking on his door mike i'm dying and you instantly just like run into his bathroom and you're on your hands and knees just puking in his toilet he's like holy shit mike i mean mike had been around for a while. i don't know how long mike's been with the organization it feels like forever but like i was the first rounder that year straight out. Like those are my first, that was my first month in professional baseball. So like he was making sure that like, if I got hurt or like was dead like that, like for trainers, that's like the biggest thing. Like if there's a prospect that gets hurt on their watch, it's like, they're always top stepping it. So like I was in his bathroom puking. He had to take me to a Canadian hospital. I'm sure. The whole time he was shitting them. He was like, Oh my God, this kid's, kid's going to die in Canada on my watch. We have to take him back across the board in a body bag. That's the best part is you're in Canada. It's not like you were somewhere simple. It's like, you got to go to a Canadian hospital where you're not a citizen deal with all that paperwork. Yeah. If we, I mean, if we were at home, it would have been like super easy because they know all the team docs, but like in Canada, it was an absolute mess. Can we talk really quick about, uh, Zach, I have a couple Tigers questions. Uh, first of all, Miguel Cabrera in the snow opening day, opposite field homer, slides into second base. They tell him it's a homer. Amazing swing. Can we get Miguel Cabrera on the pod? Yeah, I'm going to have a tough time communicating with him from Toledo. But don't you have buddies in the big league, Zach, that you like got to know pretty well? Yeah, pretty well. Um, but, yeah, I think it, I think somebody, you know, with, with Miggy, I would uh, ha- I would like to uh, say ask him in person, because I don't think if if somebody went up to him and said, "Hey, Shorty wants to know if he if you can go on his podcast," he would say, "Who's Shorty?" Yeah, like <laughs> Shorty, your girlfriend or something that you that you call. Send him a messenger pigeon and tell him that Homer was absolutely beautiful. I mean, how Miguel Cabrera is that just to hit a home run oppo at Comerica in a blizzard? Do you know if the wind was blowing in? Or across or what? Like, what does the wind do at Comerica? It was a blizzard. It was a blizzard, dude. When it's really cold at Comerica, like, what's the wind do? Like, at Wrigley, when it's cold, the wind's gusting. Like, opening day at Wrigley, the high was 34, 35. The feels like was 26, 25, 26. The wind was blowing in at 20 miles an hour. Standing in the batter's box, there was no, like, you'd look out there and you're like, I can't. It's going to be really hard for me to put this ball somewhere and, and get a knock. Not to bring up a bad memory, but does the wind blow in from left or not really? Or opening day, was it blowing in from left or not dead, really? It was blowing dead in. So, Cabrian Hayes' home runs even more impressive? Well, here's the thing. Wrigley's kind of crazy because if you – so, the big scoreboard in left center mm-hmm. can block the wind a little bit. Yeah. So, if you, if you keep it low inside the scoreboard – you have a chance to cut the wind. So you just got to aim it perfectly. Yeah. If it's, that so, but if you're a lefty, you can't keep it low enough because as soon as you hit it, the center field wind will knock it down. So if you're a righty, you can dead backspin, pull it into the scoreboard and keep it 
under the wind. If you go too far to left field, that's a huge wind tunnel. You're not going to get it out. Dead center is a joke. Don't even try. Right center is the worst. Don't even try. And then right field line, uh, you could maybe get lucky and hook it, but it's still 355 down the line to right. So uh, into the wind at Wrigley, not that much fun. That was a that was a cold day. Zach, I think even more impressive about Miggy's homer is it was off of Shane Bieber too. He's pretty. I, good. That's what I was gonna say. We didn't even mention the fact that it was off of reigning Cy Young award winner. Yeah, a top three pitcher in baseball. Can we? Uh, I want to get a live something, a live input here. Show Show Ohio Tani. <laughs> Just hit a home run, one fifteen four fifty, and he's pitching tonight. He's hitting one hundred one pitching too. <laughs> that's pretty good. It, that comes back to the argument. If he's a good enough hitter and pitcher, does his war look so crazy that he's got to be the MVP? He's not even the MVP of his own team. That's true. Mike Trout's the best player <laughs> in baseball. Don't get it twisted. Zach, who was the rookie for the Tigers? Go Tigers. That hit the opposite field homer on the first pitch that he saw in the big leagues today. Akil Badu. Remember this dude's name. He is incredible. He Badu. Where's Akil Badu from? He was a Rule 5 guy, wasn't he? Rule 5 this year. He's 22 years old. He had Tommy John in 19. He's The highest he's been was high A. How old is he? 22, 23. Okay. Didn't play last year. Wasn't really supposed to make the team this year. Goes out and hits like 340 in spring with like five homers. And like, I guess there were some articles like A.J. Hinch was like, I tried to make the dude as uncomfortable as possible just to see how he would react. Leading off, hitting homers, like facing Garrett Cole, having great ABs, and he was just like – he won every single challenge that they threw in front of him. And they were like, I mean, we're going to have to carry five outfielders. We can't cut this dude. All I'm seeing, Zach, is when you get up, you got to swing first pitch. Yeah, 100%. No, no, no one wants to see you take – Strike no. one, okay? No. He did see his first pitch in the big leagues today in game three. And it was a home run, correct. Oppo at a park that's not easy to go oppo at. Bro, he, I'm telling you, he's like one of the most, I think one of the second or third games this year. I didn't really know him in the beginning. Um, and, you know, like you hear a rule five pick, you're not really like, you know, it's not like, a huge prospect like they traded for or something like that. And it was just like, Oh wow. Like how old is this guy? He's 22. Oh, he was in high A. Okay. Wow. Like that's a pretty big burden that you're going to have to go through to make the team like whatever. And I think it was like the second or third game he had a walk and like a backside double against the pirates. And I was standing on the bench and I was like, those were two of the most impressive ABs I've ever seen. And then like, it kind of just snowballed. I was like, Holy shit, that was a kill. And it was just like, Oh my God, he had another Homer. I was like, wait, he just walked being down 0-2? And it was just like, that is the most pro at-bat that I've seen. And it was just every game in spring, no matter if he came off the bench or started, it was just like, this dude's going to break. We faced we faced a Rule 5 guy with the Pirates uh, yesterday. And I got a pinch hit against him, which was great, in the shadows. And you look at, you know, Rule 5 guys, they haven't played in two years, right? Like, they haven't, they didn't have a season last year. And then, so you're looking at 2019 numbers or, like, spring training stuff. His card, he didn't even have anything on the card, uh, the pitch mix. And then they were writing it in in pen as he was, like, coming into the game. And, like, fastball was, like, 86 to 96. This is, so, 
our former teammate Jim Adusi is responsible for this. He's 86 to 96. I get in there. He throws me 97, 98 with two bangers and punches me out. I threw my bat in the stands. And I was like, well, that was fun. This is like a rule five guy who hasn't played higher than high A. Like, what are we doing? So are we blaming a Ducey? Yeah, it's all Deuce's fault. I mean, that's his job. It's like if the Cubbies don't hit, you blame Jim. He said he literally said that to us when he got the job. He said, feel free to blame me if you guys can't get hits. I will take that. We're, there's some guys here who have played with him, and they were like flabbergasted of me explaining how outgoing Jim Adusi was in AAA. They were like, yeah, he was a great teammate and everything, but he was never like sitting at the table after the games chopping up with the boys. He was, they were like, yeah, like he was great, nice guy. He was around. And I was just like, wait, Jim Adusi. He got like, mad at dude, us. He got mad if we tried to leave after. I was like, I was literally getting pulled back into the locker room by my ear if I left before midnight. I was like, dude, he was the morale of our team. I'm very excited for Jim Adusi on the road in the big leagues and like his late night talks. I I went I told uh somebody a story the other day how he had me in the hotel room with the hotel um with doing the sock drills when we were at like three in the morning just hammered, just trying to talk hitting, yelling, screaming at me at three in the morning. Jim loves talking hitting. Now when he addresses the team in like the hitters meetings, sometimes he'll get a little too fired up and like he'll start going and then he'll be like, Sorry boys, got a little fired up. God, I fucking miss him, dude. Be like, I, be like, no, it's, I know, hitting's fucking really hard. Hitting's fucking really hard. And, like, I'm going to try to simplify it, and I don't want to make it seem like it's easy because it's really fucking hard, okay? I did, I did it, and it was really hard the whole time. Yeah, Jim, really you hit 330 at every fucking level you were at. The thing is, though, he makes it simple because his approach was so simple. He literally was like, yeah, I just swing at everything. He's like, I basically, like, I have no interest in walking. He goes, why would I want to walk if I can hit the ball? He's like, I swing at anything I think I can hit. Also, sneaky, fasty, f- sneakiest, fast first baseman over the age of 30 in AAA. He was, like he was 35 just, like, stealing bases. He led our team in stolen bases. He would hit a chopper and beat it out at the age of, like, 35 playing first base. He also, one time he was getting cups, like the cupping treatment in the training room. And they told him, like, you know how, like, if you get cups, like, they'll have you, like, do foam roller stuff with it and, like, stretches with it on. And, like, Mike told him to do it. He's like, all right, like, now you're going to sit up on your hands and knees and, like, reach out. He goes, fuck are you talking about? He's like, I mean, this is, like, part of it. He goes, I'm not moving. He goes, once these things are on here, this is like a massage. Like, I'm just laying here. Like, I'm not going to move. He's like, you're joking, right? This isn't, he's like, he's like, this isn't real. Like, you're just making this up. Yeah, he's, he thought he was messing with him. Mike's like, I'm, I'm being serious. <laughs> Can we talk for a minute about Francisco Lindor and his deal? Ten years, three hundred and fifty-one million. Is that correct? Research team, forty-one. I thought forty-one million. Uh, I'll, I'll put the research team on. I it. mean, at that at that point, once you get to that number, who cares? He looks great in, in a Mets uniform, and he's going to be wonderful in that ballpark. He might. I mean, he could very well hit forty home runs for them this year, and. I don't I haven't seen their lineup. I don't think he's gonna be hit I think he's gonna be hitting probably in more in the three hole. He is probably gonna hit thirty and to forty and drive in a hundred. And I think it's a great signing for the Mets. I'm all in. It is three forty one, by the way. Zach, you gotta love as a previous Mets fan, ex Mets fan, now a Tigers fan. Yeah. Go um, Tigers. 
you, you gotta love like when a guy comes to an organization that like used to be not like they've been bad in the past or recently but like they used to be like really good and he comes and signs that contract and in his press conference he's like I want to make the Mets a destination everybody wants to come play for. So sick. And, like, that's such a good personality for New York. Mm-hmm. It's like he, him and, like, Stroman. Like, yeah, you know, the people say what they want about Stroman, but, like, that is such a good personality for that media in that market. I just want to, I just want to say I'm all in on Stroman's uh, making his own shoe company and wearing his own shoes and cleats on the field. All in. Good for him. I like that. Promoting your own brand. Zach. Yes. I have a question for you. This comment was made by Mr. Scott Efros today in our room. He said that Francisco Lindor is in the conversation for best player in the MLB. He said that he should be in the top five. He said he like he's up there with like Mookie Betts. I said it's Mike Trout at the very top. A a little bit lower is a pretty clear Mookie Betts. And then third place is a little bit below Mookie. Like it's clearly Trout, then Betts, and then third place is, like, a good amount behind. No, you said you can compare him with Mookie. You said you can compare him with Mookie. He said he could compete with Mookie. You said it's an argument, and I said no. I think on the position player side, you know, Trout and Mookie, and then you have, like, from 3 to 10 or 15, like, a mess of players. Just an absolute mess of players. You could and, put so many people in that conversation. And that's not that's not taking credit away from them either. Because no. that just shows how good they are. But, no, but and I agree. The 60-game season made it tough to evaluate all of those guys. Because some guys had great years. Some guys had bad years. But it's really tough over 60. Guys that are used to putting together 162-game seasons and, you know, doing it, hitting 30 to 50 homers and driving in 100 runs, like, those things matter. So, you know, I think after this year, with another 162, you'll be able to get a clearer picture of what, you know, where the 3 through 15 are in the league. But, like, Lindor could very well go out and have a 900-plus OPS with gold glove defense and be easily a top-five player in the league and solidify himself as the best shortstop in baseball. With Mookie Betts. You 100% said that. Yes, you did. Can you – Hey, yeah. why don't you let us in, Dakota, on the argument you're having with Scott? Because Scott, he's trying to change his story. He said to me earlier, he said to me earlier that he can be in the conversation with Mookie Betts, and I said no. I said that is false. I said Mookie Betts is clearly above him. And I, hi, this is Scott Efros here. Uh, I walked it back a little bit and said Trout and Mookie one, two, respectively, 100. percent And then three through five, I think Lindor deserves consideration there because he plays a premium position, shortstop. And I said, that's fair. And I said, I said, I need to see Tatis play a full 162, but I think Tatis could be better if he continues to do what he did last year. Tatis has to play a full 162. Bellinger is definitely in the conversation. Yelich when he's really good. Freddie Freeman. Yeah, Freddie Free's unbelievable. Juan Soto, Ronald Acuna. Juan Soto is 100% in that conversation, especially if he can do that 400-plus on base over 162. What about sneaky Rendon? Rendon's incredible you have uh so many there's so many like that's where i agree it's it's literally like i just think trout's like clearly number one Betts is clearly number two and then after that you could make an argument for like you said ian 15 different guys for number three yes which Which is a good thing that means baseball's got a ton of great talents which needs to be fucking marketed better oh whoa 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 say something real quick 
This was something that was grinding my gears a little bit that I wanted to get out there in my, I forgot to get it out there in my uh, Zoom post game press conference today. So I'm Mm going to get it out. This is a better platform to get your message out there. Let's be honest. My mother could not watch opening weekend. Oh, she couldn't watch the opening game. She couldn't watch yesterday. She couldn't watch today because she's in Columbus, Ohio. And Columbus, Ohio is too close to Pittsburgh for her to get MLB TV. So So she pays the MLB TV package, whatever that is, to get MLB so she can watch Cubs games. Her son. And she's too close to Pittsburgh, so she gets blacked out from the Pittsburgh versus Cubs game. So what is she supposed to do? She's supposed to get in her car and drive seven hours from Columbus to Chicago to go watch the game. Why are we keeping baseball away from baseball fans? If people are paying for the subscription and they want to watch baseball, why are we not letting them watch baseball? How are we going to grow the fan base? How are we going to grow the game? Some kid wants to watch the Cubs play in columbus ohio or in northern ohio or in toledo or in indiana and he can't watch because he's too close to another market what are we doing what are we doing i agree that's always been such a frustrating thing like i don't understand that like what does that mean to be black like if i pay like like you said she pays for the mlb package like if i'm paying for the mlb package i don't care where i am i should get every single game that i want to watch and, and yeah, any game, any single game. If you pay for the package, you should have any game. You should be able to watch whatever game you want. You should be able to watch 30 games at 15 games. There can't be possibly be 30. <laughs> <laughs> you should be able to watch every single game simultaneously. I just don't understand how we're going to market the game and continue to grow baseball without getting it out there to be consumed. It has to be consumed by as many people as possible. The reason why the Cubs are as popular as they are, I maintain this argument, the reason why the Cubs are as popular as they are is because WGN was nationwide and everybody across the country could watch WGN at any time. They gave away the product and they created a fan base that is nationwide people want everybody loves the cubbies everybody wants to come watch the cubbies because everybody could at one point and i think that baseball should take that approach let's let everybody watch the game show people how exciting it is and then maybe just maybe the next generation will love baseball as much as we do i agree i'm all in on it scott any comment he said he has a question on it actually okay thank you scott What's your question? Sorry, has a question on something else, apparently. Question, oh, we have the Scott Efros question of the day. It's a different topic. Ding, 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 ding. ding Scott Efros question of the day. This is brought to you by State and Liberty. State and Liberty makes absolutely fantastic shirts. Dakota, there is, and uh, suits, uh, outerwear jackets, zip up, all kinds of stuff. Great materials. I am all in on their stretchy fabrics. Dakota, their store is on armitage in yes in chicago in, right in chicago in lincoln park yes uh, in lincoln park i went to the location in in scottsdale in phoenix in kierland i uh, got to feel all their fabrics i'm all in soon i'm going to be walking to the ballpark decked out in state and liberty you can go on and order 10 percent off using code compound on stateandliberty.com i'm all in on state and liberty 
maybe someday they'll be chanting State and Liberty in the stands. But for now, they're chanting Parse. Scott <laughs> Efron's question of the day brought to you by State and Liberty. Here we go. Hey, guys. He just so you know, he went to put his hat on because his, he didn't want people to see his receding hairline. And I said, Ian knows something about that. He might be able to help you, Scott. I uh, my hair is looking really good. I, I recently got a haircut. I saw that it looks good. Yeah, thank you. This is the first time my hair has been not long because I first time I got a haircut in a couple months. And let me tell you, my hair from Restore is looking really good. No power, Alex. Thanks to Restore. Scott F. Ross question. Okay, so um, last night a little bit different from baseball, but could relate to baseball. So last night, uh, final four game. Jalen Suggs. Jalen Suggs hits that unbelievable shot in OT, sent his team to the finals. What is your threes like single moment in like any sport that like would be like the coolest moment you could possibly do? Like a walk-off buzzer beater, like a walk-off homer to like win the World Series. Specific or, like, moment? Or are you talking like for yourself personally, what would you like to do the most? Like hit a walk-off in the World Series, mm-hmm. a game winning. Yeah three to win the finals yeah like not like not like something you've done but like if you could play any sport like hit like a like a maybe like a golf one like tiger top, like this is hit it this like is a, top top three for each of us no just one for like each of you Ooh. or top three you could do that i'd say I, let's just pick one just pick one okay i know the two i'm in between i'll tell you that i'll go i know mine go ahead i'm hitting a game winner buzzer beater at or on the road in a game seven and just to hear the air get taken out of the arena. You are – that's so typical for you. That's so typical for you to say, like, I want to do it on the road just so everybody's pissed off. Yep. <laughs> Zach, I thought you were going to say you wanted to, like, play for Duke and hit one at UNC. Yeah, on the road. That, on the road. I, I mean, I'm not picking a team. If I'm hitting a game winner, I'm thankful to be on the court, you know? And then he's tossing right. that Duke sweatshirt on right after. Dakota, what do you got? <laughs> he loves that sweatshirt, folks. I I don't I feel like the basketball one would be sick, but I feel like Scott might like a golf one. Like if you're on like 18 in Augusta and say you're tied with whoever you're or like in a playoff hole or something, and you like fucking just stick one to like a tap in, like that'd be a pretty sick feeling. I mean, I think listen, I would have to exclude nothing would be this is my number one, would be Wrigley Field game seven. World We're not Series. picking baseball. We're not picking baseball. I know, I know, I know. But let me just say, we know the we know you love the fans. The fans love you. I know. Buy the I know. <laughs> okay. Stop. Let me say, Game Seven at Wrigley, World Series walk off. You would never, ever, ever pay for dinner again. You, you wouldn't pay for. I don't anything think you'd ever. pay for dinner right now wherever you, you would went. be a legend. That is very true. Legend. That would be the best moment. Like imagine post game everybody loves you you're the legend parade everybody loves you the legend next 20 years of your life like you can't you can't do anything wrong until the day you die you're a cubs legend at least at least just a cubs legend they're probably building they're probably building a statue to like whatever your reaction was hitting the walk off <laughs> okay but so, all right so what what is your choice but like us open or masters like major US Open. It's gotta be it's gotta be the Masters. Masters is the coolest. Right, we'll call it the Masters. Making a putt like a 30 footer, like Ooh. drilling a 30 footer on 18 at the Masters to win. Like you're the final group coming up. Tie the guy, whatever other guy in your group, 
he taps it, you know, he hits a sick lag putt to like a foot. And the crowds are like, ooh. And then you on his head make a 30 footer with fist pumping. See, you're making it, you're making me sound like the bad guy. You just broke this dude's heart. Oh, <laughs> and then I drank his tears. I think the cool the coolest part you could do for hitting that putt too is I just picture you like as the putt's lagging towards the hole, you're like backing up slowly, backing up slowly, like club raise, and then it goes in and just the double fist pump. Like I mean, nuts. yeah, think about some of those putts that Tiger made in his career, like oh. the bay, like the Bay Hill hat spike, or the uh, you know Tory Pines double fist pumps to send it to the next day playoff. Just like some of those putt, those those were electric. Speaking of golf, you know who's back and better than fucking ever? <laughs> I don't know about better than ever. Better than ever. I mean, he's he's he he has the uh, he has all four, doesn't he? I mean, but between the years of fifteen and seventeen, he won all four majors. I don't know if I'd say better than ever yet. If he competes in the Masters, if he finishes top ten in the Masters, I'll say he's, he's all the way back. He's back. He needs to play well at the Masters for me to really buy in because that's like the okay, you're actually like here. He is. I agree. Can you get the research team on it? Because I don't think he has a career grand slam. I literally checked it early. I'll put the research team on it just to confirm. No, I think he needs one. I think he also needs one. Let me uh, let me put the research team on it. You know, they're always here and ready to work, and I, I appreciate that. I didn't get to watch any of the golf this weekend, uh, so I didn't get to see Jordan Spieth uh, weekend, but. Can you guys tell me a little bit about it? Was he just on the whole time? I didn't watch today either because I was, I was trying to be Jordan Spieth on the course myself. I watched it today, and he 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 played like pretty much perfectly. Like Charlie Hoffman, like tried to make a push, but he literally like matched him hole for hole, and it was pretty pretty easy for him. Except on eighteen, he was coming in on eighteen, and he was up by two strokes on Charlie Hoffman, who was in his group. And he like hit his approach shot and he pulled it like hard left. And then he hit an unreal recovery, like over a tree to leave it for like an easy two putt to win. I mean, he, oh, he tried to choke it a little bit. Jordan Spieth deserves the comeback player of the year award. He going through everything that he went through with physically, mentally with the just, I mean, I can't imagine being at the pinnacle of the game and then struggling the way that he did coming back and winning. He's a talented golfer. He's going to be around for a long time. He's still very young. I think he's still like 26 years old. Maybe 27. Gusting. Uh, yes, I am incorrect. He had, he'd won the tour championship, which I forgot is not the uh, – it's not a major. He's won the Masters. He won the 15 Masters and U.S. Open, and then in 17 he won the Open, British Open. Yeah, so he has not he won the PGA. The, uh, PGA. Okay. Isn't the PGA, Zach, isn't it – or you both know, isn't that usually like for long hitters? Like that's like the big course, or is that U.S.? Uh, I mean, the PGA Championship's always set up pretty long, but I wouldn't say that it's like specifically for guys that bomb it. I think I thought it was for bombers because Gary Woodland won it, and I he's like a bomber and not like known for like his irons as much. Gary, Gary Woodland won the U.S. Open. What do I know? That's just that's the, that's some minor. There goes some minus that's, points. That's Dakota. That's not the research team, ladies and gentlemen. That yeah, that's photo. that's me off the top of my head, not the research team. Nikki Six, former Cubby, uh, hits a homer. It's, I think this has been talked about a lot. I don't know that we have to touch on it, but hit the homer. Day later got drilled, maybe took exception to it. And then he slid into home, full flex, Allen Iverson style, on the pitcher. 
who was a young guy. I think this is his first full season. Uh, Yachty came to defense of the young pitcher. You know, I would never flex on a guy after scoring, I don't think, but emotions run high sometimes. You don't never, you never want to get hit. I loved what he said, though, after about, like, Yachty, like, trying to, like, get in his face. He goes, Yachty or Molina, he goes, I have so much respect for him. He could have punched me in the face and knocked me out, and I'd still ask him to sign my jersey after the game. Yeah, I thought the best part of the bench's clearing was that Moustakas, I think, was hitting and that mm-hmm. he was the one holding Yachty back. And Moose is, like, the nicest dude in the world. Moose would never want a conflict. He's a competitor, but he's also, like, he has a ton of respect for guys, and I have a ton of respect for Moose. I think I played against him now with a few different teams, and he's – I'm a huge Moustakas fan. And um, he was the one holding back Yachty and saying, like, I, that was the one guy on their team that him holding Yachty was the best possible situation because Moose being, yeah, Moose being such a good dude and having played against Yachty forever uh, was definitely able to kind of keep things calm. And I saw a, uh, I saw a John Boy video about it, and like he was like, obviously he's got all that good like uh, footage of it, and it was like you could read Moose's lips. He's like, I got it, I got it. You know, you know, I have a lot of respect for you, Yachty. Like. Just trying to calm it down, like, hey, we know, we know, like, it's all right. Yeah. Um, the other big news I had on MLB was a guy we played against in high A, your mean Mercedes for the White Sox, starting eight for eight, the best start to a uh, MLB career since, like, 1900. That dude has always hit, too. Always. With, like, a crazy swing. It's unbelievable. hmm I mean, starting your career eight for eight is insane. No, I think, I think he played last year, too, a little bit. No, he only got one at bat last year. He was 0 for 1, and then he – I think he was 0 for 1, and then he went – 8 for 8 this year. 8 for 8. So, let me say something about his swing. Does this dude leg kick and no stride and just kind of like picks whenever he's going to do it? I think two strikes. I am all in on his swing. All in. It's, he's hitting homers like no – like crouch, no stride, Pete Rose style, and then like leg kicking – like an absolute pimp other times like I, I it blows my mind i'm all in was he gonna make the team if eloy didn't get hurt or did he make the team because eloy got hurt and then eight for eight i assume he was gonna know. make the team just because he started opening day and i just kind of take that as a if you're starting opening day you probably were making the team but i don't know good for him either way yeah it's sick let's do screen time uh i talked to arietta today just so the people know i talked to arietta today uh, we're going to get him on the podcast. Uh, he had a big family dinner tonight, uh, So, but we're going to be on the road next week. Is this a recording? Is, I feel like I've heard this six times. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be on the road next week. We're going to get Ariadna on the podcast. He still wants to do it. Ian's dead. Ian is dead. <laughs> He's a corpse. Zach just murdered him. Just been lying to the fans this whole time. Can you tell me your screen times? I, I saw a tweet. Someone tweeted back. You you tweeted, like, big news coming at Dom. And someone tweeted back in four to six weeks. <laughs> That's, like, kind of true. Pretty accurate. Uh, my screen time was 2.49. But I'm also three hours behind Zach and two hours behind Ian. I'm 4.16. 4.16? What have you been doing all day? I'm 2.58. What Let's do go. you mean? You had a three-and-a-half-hour game. He's three hours behind me, and I played golf. Didn't you go to the ball yard today? Yeah, for like two hours. I want to hear it. 
Oh, we also, I need to bring this up. Zach, how your whoop score, Ian, I don't know if we told you this. It's like your whoop recovery score is like the rest you get, like combined with like the day strain and then like the recovery you get sleeping. Zach got the vaccine on Thursday, Friday, Thursday, Friday, Friday, and his recovery score the next day, which I've never seen this in my life was 1%. He literally got 1% recovery and three hours of sleep. So did you get, did you get the, one of the two shot vaccines? You got the Johnson and Johnson one. So did you have symptoms? Did I have symptoms? I, I, yeah. They, I don't want to scare anybody if they're on the fence. He said he was hallucinating. Bro. Come on. You're so dramatic. I don't want to hear it. That's what I said. I said, I think that's a little over the top. Bro, I swear to God, that was the worst night, not even sleep I've ever had in my life. That's, I had the, I had the No, 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 Ian, 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 Ian. (laughs) I didn't, I contemplating peeing the bed over getting up and going to the bathroom because I didn't think I could make it. And you're also sleeping on a couch, so it's not a bed. (laughs) But I could literally reach out and touch the bathroom door. I couldn't do it. I couldn't even roll over. It would hurt so bad. I had I had one day I had one day of bad sleep and then I had like a fever chill sweat the bed. So I had two back to back days of um, symptoms. But it's a good thing. It means your body's making antibodies. It means your body's accepted and is, is going to be able to fight the disease. You just you got to be okay with it. It was the best, worst I've ever felt. It, I, I agree because I knew exactly, you know, when you're sick and you don't know how long it's going to last and you're like, yep. you're like the first night that you're sick and you're sweating and you have a fever, you're like, oh no. Yep. Oh, what's going to happen? Like, how long is this going to be? What is this? What is this? Back to the whoop thing too, even though they hate us. So they're like good. They have like this thing where they can, um, they detect COVID symptoms too, which is like the respiratory rate will spike up. And mine, like, I'll show you what it looked like. I also get, I get mine this Thursday. So we'll have a report next week on how it affected me and if it was the same as Zach or not. And I was just like laughing at my whoop, like, ha, you think I have COVID. Little do you know, I got the vaccine. Your resting heart, your resting heart rate is usually like 45 to 50. It was like 70 that day. Bro, I'm, I'm telling you, man. It was that day. It was 70. The best part of those symptoms is knowing like, I know exactly what this is from. Yep. I know how long it's going to last. Like, it's okay. And I hate, to, I hate speaking so highly of whoop, but it gives you a thing uh, like in your journal in the morning of like how you felt, like whatever. And it says, did you get the vaccine? like either yeah. one dose or two dose. And then I said, yes. And it, and it said, Hey, can you take a survey for like, it takes a minute. Can you tell us about your symptoms? And then it like, they reached out to you and said like, Hey, we're just, we're, we're, we're uh, creating like a data thing of every, all of our users who got whatever vaccine. And we're just trying to get some info on it. And I'm like, God, they're so good. No free ads. I hate whoop. Yeah. <laughs> Zach, I've had enough of your shit with whoop. Scotty Efros, thanks for coming on the pod. Appreciate the guest appearance. You got it. Dakota, I'm sick and tired of your bullshit. That's I did episode, nothing. I didn't do anything today. I backed you up. Episode 57, maybe, of the Compound Podcast presented by Parse Rum. Go get your Parse. Jake Arietta might come on next week, but he might have something to do, so keep you posted. <laughs> ParseRum.com. Go get some Parse. When I say Parse, you say rum. Parse. Rum. rum.
Let's go. Scott said it just so you know at the very end. He I said it like was, after. I think that was a tie. That's episode 57 of the Compound Podcast. See you next week. Maybe Ariel will be on. Maybe you won't. I'm not making any promises.